so high right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama! Oh my mama made it, ma! Anything's possible! Rain and Jay's back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This the truth like 34. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily. Mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine, whatever it is that you're doing right now. Thank you for making this show part of your day, whether you're listening, watching on YouTube, however you're consuming it. I'm just glad you are. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal, and I am the author of the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, a book that's available now wherever books are sold. Signed copies available on my website, johncorrales.com. Today, Monday, back at it with the Monday through Friday podcast. If you're new, by the way, if you're just checking out this show for the first time, I do this Monday through Friday, so subscribe if you're subscribed to the podcast or on the YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribed to get this to your device, to your, you know, get to, to get your notifications Monday through Friday. Still going strong through this offseason. Haven't missed a day except for a holiday last week and still going to be here as we continue and following Team USA and Jason Tatum as they prepare for the Olympics, keeping a close eye on Jason Tatum and the American team. They, over the weekend, if you missed it, lost to Nigeria in their first tune-up. It was, the final score was, what, 90-87. to 87. And I'll, I'll start with this. Jason Tatum played pretty well. Uh, in, in not as much, not that much time, uh, 28 minutes or so didn't get a ton of touches, but the U S lost. And this was very clearly a, a big deal for the Nigerian national team. They have been practicing for a few weeks. They have, I think like dozens, plural dozens of players who started out in training camp and are still still need to make like two or three or four cuts to get their final team. So what we saw on Saturday night for Nigeria was a very competitive, high energy game from the Nigerian team against a United States team that very clearly was a group of elite players, not kind of caring a whole lot and slowly trying to work themselves into some sort of rhythm, some sort of chemistry, all of that stuff. And so there were stretches where it felt like, oh, yep, the U.S. is going to start rolling here. Uh, but they didn't. And there were some really great performances uh, uh, from, from the Nigerian team, some amazing shooting. They shot, what, 46, 40, 47.5% from three. 47.5% from three. Uh Gabe Vincent was, you know, just drilling shots. Uh, a lot of guys, uh, Caleb Agata was was hitting. He hit he, he three of three. There, there were guys here on the Nigerian team who were very much trying to kind of impress and and make their spot in the Olympics. An Olympic berth 
just getting there is an accomplishment in and of itself. And so I think it's important to, uh, when you see the reactions, maybe on Sunday, you saw all of these reactions about this historic win, this, this, oh my God, what a, what a wild loss this was for the United States. What a crazy historic loss this was. Uh, it, it was not that historic. It was an exhibition game, uh, for Nigeria. This was a big deal for the United States. hmm, Not so much, not so much. This wasn't now, if this happened in the actual Olympic pool play and the United States was trying to win this game and needed to win this game to advance, then this would be one of the most monumental upsets we've seen. However, I want to be fair to both sides here. I want to be fair to the United States team that was very clearly not, not really like trying to win throughout most of this game. Now, Greg Popovich did put his starters back in in the final six minutes or so and was hoping to get that win, it seemed, and they couldn't. So, they that's that that's great for the Nigerian team. They can say like you can say uh, you know exhibition all you want. In the final six minutes, they were trying to win the game and they couldn't. Kevin Durant missed some easy shots. A lot of guys missed some easy shots. Hey, congratulations, right? But for most of this game, I mean, Popovich had even started to play some of the select guys that had had been promoted. Darius Garland, Sadiq Bey got time. And it wasn't until the final six minutes where it felt like Popovich was saying, okay, let, let me put these guys back in and see what kind of what kind of flow, what kind of chemistry do they have? What can they do right now at their current state to, to try to win a game? And there are two ways that this could go. It could either be they overpass and try too hard to, to be so unselfish that they, they just pass their way out of opportunities. Or it could be what we saw. ISO, ISO heavy, just... You know, my turn, your turn. Tatum acknowledged that after the game that everybody was sort of taking turns. Turns. Popovich said it after the game. NBA ISO is not going to fly in the Olympics. And so part of this kind of progression was, you know, I think in in a good spin here, a, a, a lesson to these guys like, all right, you're playing FIBA now. This the stuff that you had been doing that works in the NBA, not going to work. Not going to work with the way it's officiated. Not going to work with the way the physicality, what's allowed. Not going to work. So good to get out there and kind of fall flat in that first tune-up so guys can get into the mold of how to close out a game. But for the Nigerian side, any win like this is a, is a huge deal. I fully understand that. I get that. I think that there's there's there are kids in Nigeria who are waking up this morning still buzzing from what they saw, feeling a sense of pride. And this is the beauty of international basketball, feeling that pride and saying like, you know, instead of soccer, I'm going to get into basketball. Like, I want to be what I just saw. Precious Achua blocked the crap out of Kevin Durant on one play. And a kid's going to look at that and be like, whoa. That's Kevin Durant. And even if he's not fully aware of who Precious Achua is, or if even if he is, who knows? But 
to see Kevin Durant get blocked like that from a guy wearing that, you know, the national team's colors, it's a huge deal. That's an amazingly huge deal. I'm not going to discount that at all. This is a monster deal. And look, Nigerian basketball is having, you know, a real moment. Ime Udoka, head coach of the Boston Celtics now, he played for the Nigerian national team. Giannis Antetokounmpo, we know him as the Greek freak, but Nigerian heritage, his family emigrated from Nigeria. When you go to the Bucks practice facility, they have a Greek flag and the Nigerian flag next to each other. So strong connection to his heritage. And there's, there's a lot of pride. There are a lot of guys who are NBA players on this Nigerian team. You know, Josh Akogi's on this team, uh, FK Udo, uh, uh, Precious Achua, like I said. I mean, there are guys on this team that have real NBA connections. So there's talent in Nigeria, and they, they should be celebrating this game. The United States, it's lessons learned, move on to the next one. This is not a huge deal. So I, I, I can see the sense of, of pride from the Nigerian side. From the United States side, it's like, eh, eh, not a big deal. So while acknowledging the importance, I'm not going to sit there and say like, oh, this is such a major upset. It's not the win that, you know, is, is when you call it an upset, it, it felt like both teams were playing on a, on a, you know, for the same thing. And they weren't. But uh, one thing I want to mention before I get into uh, segment two here, I'm going to get into Jason Tatum's production and, and what he saw. Segment three, by the way, going to be the lesson that Ime Udoka can get out of this for Jason Tatum. I think there's a unique opportunity here for Udoka here with Jason Tatum, specifically with Jason Tatum. But I have to mention the officiating before I go. My favorite, my favorite part in the game was... The United States forced a 24-second violation. A shot was in the air with, you know, as the clock was winding down, the buzzer goes off. It misses everything, goes off the backboard. In the NBA, they blow the whistle and make you take it out of bounds. FIBA, it's like, no, you you got the rebound. Keep Just go play. Like, that was awesome. Yes, go play. And then on the other end, Kevin Love does an up fake and tries to jump into the uh, defender to try and draw a foul. And those refs are like, nah. We don't give you that stuff in FIBA. That's that's not how this works over here. That that is exactly how I want NBA games officiated. A hundred percent needs to be officiated this way. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app. Join me on Friday afternoon to get into the action on Spotify Green Room. I'll be back with Jason Tatum, and the rest of this show is specifically about Jason Tatum. Also, got to tell you about Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar in the market. And they still, you haven't missed out. If you if you think you missed out on Grasshopper Cookie, that bar is now still. I'm on Built Bar right now, looking at it. It's still available. So get to Built Bar as soon as you can. You also get a free travel cooler with every purchase. So you know you pop your couple of protein bars in there, your Built Bars into this little cooler, keeps them nice and fresh and soft, and you don't you know. It's hot out there, so they're not going to melt on you. So a little bonus there. So go ahead and order the new Grasshopper Cookie Bar. The nutrition facts here, as I click on it, 150 calories. That's it. That's 34% of your daily protein right there, just with this Built Bar. Uh, very low sugar. Uh, very low. Uh, any of the bad stuff here. Like, this is a really great bar that tastes like basically a thin mint 
So go to BuiltBar.com, use that promo code LOCKED15. It's actually Built.com now. But if you go to BuiltBar.com, it just redirects you to Built. Go to Built.com. It's, it, we want you to get these protein bars so fast that they took three letters off the damn website so you can get there faster and use that promo code LOCKED15 so you can get these as soon as possible. They're delicious. They're good for you. Get these limited edition flavors right now at Built.com with the promo code LOCKED15. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Today on the road to the finals, our NBA finals coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it and at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. We can all enjoy these finals games a little bit more this postseason. And the Milwaukee Bucks stepping up big time in game three. Home teams holding serve so far. Milwaukee wins 120-100 in Game 3. Giannis, I just mentioned Giannis, 41 points for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Wow. The difference in this game really is Drew Holiday, when he plays like an all-star, then you see like, oh, okay, that's why they got him. When he plays like Eric Bledsoe, then, yeah, they're going to have problems. But when Drew plays well, then... The Bucs are going to play well. And on the flip side, Devin Booker was 3 of 14, 10 points. Only played 29 minutes. Uh, just a, a rough game for him. It is what it is, man. This is the, you know, part of this is the classic role players play better at home thing. Mikhail Bridges didn't do much. Now, Cam Johnson did and had an awesome dunk on PJ Tucker. So go Google that if you haven't seen that. But, you know, you got, you got um, guys like, like Holiday and Bobby Portis. Who had big games. So NBA Finals rolling on. We'll see what happens on Wednesday night. Meanwhile, we're watching Team USA and their warm-ups uh, on Monday night here. They're going to be playing Australia. So there's going to be another game for me to talk about uh, tomorrow for tomorrow's podcast. So we'll see what happens here with Jason Tatum. Tatum played 28 minutes, scored 15 points. He hit two of three from three. Four of seven field goals overall, five of five from the line. Tatum was, you know, he, he was hitting his shots. Obviously, he was hitting from deep. He really took advantage of smaller defenders and was able to bully his way to the rim and back guys down, draw fouls, and was really playing well here. Uh, wasn't dominating the game, I would say, but when he got the ball, when he had his opportunities, he took them. No assists, no steals, no blocks, none of that stuff. He did have seven rebounds, though, and a couple of turnovers. But he, at 15 points, was the second highest scorer on the team behind Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, though, only made four field goals as well. He took 13 shots. So Tatum was four of seven. Bam Adebayo was four of seven. They, they both performed well. Uh, again, Tatum five of five from the line. So I was encouraged by Tatum's performance. I thought that he stepped up, had a pretty nice, pretty nice game. It's also pretty obvious that Tatum is a secondary player on this team. And we're trying to wonder how this was all going to shake out for Tatum. Where, where was this? How was this going to, going to kind of play itself out? So first of all, he's in the starting lineup, right? He started with Durant, Bam, Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard. 
on a team where you're going to have like Booker's going to be there, uh, Chris Middleton's going to be there, Drew Holiday's going to be there. So you got two more dynamic scorers in Booker and Middleton who are going to go. I don't know what Popovich is going to do, and hopefully, you know, one of these days, I'll get to ask him the question, uh, or or he will answer a question about how he anticipates using these guys. And I don't know. He could just say, hey, I'm going to play them as starters or bigger minutes because they're coming off of an NBA finals. They're, they're kind of, they, they're into this groove. Like just let's keep it going. Or he might say, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with these starters that we have. Let Booker and Middleton come off the bench. Let's reduce their minutes, expect them to play 15 minutes a game. So they're not going too crazy. So we're not overtaxing them, which impacts what Jason Tatum is going to do. Right. Cause he, he's going to either, you're going to start Durant. You're probably going to start Lillard or in Beal. And now the question is, do you go with, or do, do you start Booker with, you know, uh, over Lillard or no, the answer is no. Um, do you start Middleton over Tatum? Maybe depends on what you're thinking. Um, but I think this starting lineup might just be the starting lineup. So, Tatum has to wait his opportunity here. And I'm going to be curious to see how they handle the offensive load uh, as as they start to get a little bit more acclimated to one another. Who's going to be setting picks for whom? How is this going to work? Where Where is this offense going to be coming from? Because they are they are going to have to move the ball. And they're, they're definitely going to have to work work on that aspect. And, and Tatum is going to have to take advantage of his opportunities. So... Obviously, a lot of these guys can score the ball. Bam Adebayo can score the ball too. But when in the Durant, Tatum, Bam, Beal, Lillard starting lineup, Tatum's going to have to be a little bit, you know, selective or or he, they're going to be selective for him, I see, I guess I should say, cuz he's just not going to get the same chances. But when he does get those chances, he has to make sure that he's taking advantage of his size. Uh, because you can you can be more physical. You can you can really back guys down, and they're going to be more physical with you. But if guys are trying to really bang on Tatum, then he can spin off of them. He can use his quickness. He can really work on taking these physical guys off of the dribble, playing playing with defenders draped all over him, and not expecting a foul call because that foul call is not coming. Uh, and and he can kind of. Learn how to play through contact. One of the things that I've been talking about with Tatum, like one of the next steps that he's had to take is drawing that contact, playing through it, going through a defender when he's going to the rim. We saw that a lot in the playoffs against Brooklyn. We saw it a bit in game in the first exhibition here against Nigeria. Now we're going to have to see it more against Australia on Monday night. Get, get into somebody's body. Invite that contact. Don't shy away from it. Tatum's big, I guess, flaw in his game, if I had to pick one, is that he always shies away from the contact. He has to invite the contact. He has to embrace the contact. Marcus Smart said something like that over the course of the season. You have to enjoy the contact. When they're out there and they're hammering you, and you have to embrace that, and use that against the opponent. They're providing you with momentum and force, and you can take that push and use that against them. 
So when he pushes you on one side and you feel it, use that to spin and get that guy on your hip. And now you're on your way. And it's all about embracing that contact. This is where Tatum's next step is going to come from. So I want to see Tatum feel that. And it takes time to be able to feel that defender, understand what's happening, how he's, how he's going to be playing you, what, he, what his momentum is going to do, and what that allows you to do. All right. If the guy really wants to push this hard this way, then let him and use it against him. There's a lot of guys who are great at that. And once, once a defender gets a little overzealous, you just let him do it and get off his center of gravity. Once a guy leans too far one way, once a guy is committed to a push, once a guy's committed to being physical, you can take that and play with it. And if Tatum now is at a spot in his career where, look, he's built that body to a point where he can absorb the contact. It's not like he was the skinny kid that he used to be. And this is a theory that a lot of people from St. Louis kind of dogged me for on Twitter. But I still think that when he was a skinny kid, yeah, he would drive and all that stuff, but his body wasn't built to absorb contact. So he wasn't, I don't think he ever invited contact. That's why all of his signature moves are all fading away and falling all over the place. Because that's how he plays. He avoids contact. Now he's built his body where it doesn't matter. You, you, can, you can hit Tatum and he can stay, you know, you, you get that base wide, you can hit him. He'd be like, yeah, big deal. He's a big dude now. So go out there and, and play like a big dude. So if he's in this spot where now he's got the body and now he's understanding and maybe with some of these guys who are on this team, especially like a Bam out of bio, you know, Draymond Green even, that 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 combination of guys and, and Tatum and Bam are friends and, you know, Draymond Green's always willing to teach. You, you talk to those guys and understand the, the intellectual process behind using body, using your body to, to manipulate the other team, to manipulate that defender. That, that's going to be uh, you know, an important lesson for him to, to learn there. So I want to see, see that against Australia. Now, all of this leads me to an opportunity that Ime Odoka has with Jason Tatum. Based on the performance against Nigeria, something that he can pocket and maybe pull out at some point in the future when the Celtics... Uh, are are struggling a little bit in a fourth quarter. I'm going to talk about that next. I think I think Udoka's got something there to work with. Uh, in the meantime, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on sports. The NBA Finals rolling along, so get in and you can lay a couple bucks down. <laughs> no pun intended. On Game Four, where Milwaukee has a chance to even up this series, it's going to be super interesting to see what happens in Game Four. Uh, also, baseball, uh, international sports, if you had bet on Italy to win that UEFA uh, Euro Cup thing, then I saw the end of that uh, crazy penalty, penalty kick uh, finish there. But you could have bet on that. It's all there. So head on over, create your username, your password, use the promo code Locked On. Whatever you deposit with that promo code Locked On, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus. So if you put 100 bucks in there, you're going to get a $50 welcome bonus on top of that. 
with the promo code locked on, so don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in the game, bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Please gamble responsibly. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. So as I said earlier, Greg Popovich put his starters back in with the last six or seven minutes to go against Nigeria, and Nigeria still won. And the game devolved into a my turn, your turn type of game, and Jason Tatum did not get a turn, which when you look at the box score, you say, why didn't Jason Tatum get the ball? Watching on Twitter, watching along with Celtics fans on Twitter, people are like, get Jason Tatum the ball. He was hitting shots, and he was. But down the stretch, it was Kevin Durant who took shots. It was Damian Lillard who took shots. It was Bradley Beal getting an opportunity and and getting shots ahead of Jason Tatum. Look at this starting lineup. Beal, Lillard, Durant, Tatum. He is the youngest. He is fourth in line for shots. And in this rotating my turn, your turn, He didn't get a chance. This was Durant eats first because he's Kevin freaking Durant. And then Damian Lillard because it's Dame time. And who wouldn't want Damian Lillard taking key shots, right? And then between Tatum and Beal, Beal's the older brother here. Beal's the older brother from St. Louis. So you know Beal's going to be like, hey, little bro, I got got this. You'll wait your turn, right? And Tatum's like, come on. I, I got it, man. I'm, I'm hitting shots. And now I don't expect them to play like this the whole tournament. I think the lesson has been learned or it should be learned that move, move, move. Whichever one of these guys gets the ball to get a shot, great. It's not about one guy over the other. But in this game, it was. In this game, it was Tatum fourth in line. Durant eats first, then then it's Lillard, then it's Beal, and you get the scraps if there are any left over. So what's the lesson to be learned here? What's the opportunity that I mentioned before for Ime Udoka? Well, we've seen this before with the Celtics. We saw it last season with the Celtics. We saw multiple times where Jalen Brown had it going, and... Fourth quarter came around, and this happened more with Kemba on the floor, but Tatum did it too. Tatum having an off night was trying to get himself going in the fourth. And meanwhile, a lot of people, including Jalen Brown, are sitting here saying, hey man, what about what about me? <laughs> what about JB here? He's He's got it going. Feed him the ball. Get him some opportunities. And so I feel like, Udoka can can bottle up the last six minutes of this Nigeria game and wait until one of these games happens again. And you know Tatum's gonna, you know, he, he's gonna find his rhythm at some point and he's gonna keep shooting in a fourth quarter, knowing that hey, all I need to do is hit one. Even if he's one for ten, all I gotta do is hit this next one. And I can hit two, three, four in a row. Boom, I help this team win which is fine, except when you look around against 
Nigeria and all of these other players are taking shots and you know you were hitting and it's like, well, these guys take shots ahead of you. Maybe you say, well, we should move the ball more and not just take turns. But when it's your turn, when you're the guy who eats first, you can't sit around and say, well, you know, I got I to gotta find my shot because, you know, we have a better chance to win when I'm hitting my shot. So fourth quarter, I still got to shoot my shot. But meanwhile, you got other guys. Maybe it's Marcus Smart. You, you know, it could be Jalen Brown again that are like, hey, let's go. I got a matchup. I'm feeling it. Feed me. If that happens again and Tatum keeps shooting and they lose, this is an opportunity for Udoka to be like, you know, remember that Nigeria game when you were the guy calling for the ball and you didn't get it and you were thinking, hey, they should move the ball and, you know, let me let me get a touch. Let me get a feel. Let me let me get a sniff here. Maybe you should maybe you should understand that. And look, next time, move it. Any opportunity you get to hammer home the message of ball movement and maybe maybe humble somebody a little bit. Because these moments of humble humbling are what help you grow. And if Udoka can just pull out of his back pocket at some point in January, be like, oh, hey, remember it against that Nigeria game? You did what they did to you. You just did that to your teammates. And that didn't feel great, did it? So I think there's an opportunity there for a, a little bit of motivation, a little bit of coaching, a little bit of a lesson that, he can use for Jason Tatum. Second thing that he has here, another lesson here is when you talk to Tatum and you know, you could do that right now. You say, Hey, look, man, how does it feel being the fourth option? You look around. Don't you want to be the first option? Don't you want to walk into a place like this? Don't you want to walk into an Olympic team and have everybody know you're the first option? Don't you want to walk into a fourth quarter and have everybody know we got to get this dude the ball. That's what you want, right? That's where you want to be, right? Now, he's 23. He's young. He's got time to grow into that role. But you use this as motivation, any chance you get, to get a little bit more motivation in there. Say, hey, look, man, look around. Look at where these guys are. Look at how people look at, at, at KD. Look at how people look at even Damian Lillard. He hasn't won a ring, but look at the respect And yeah, they respect you, but you're still fourth. You're still fourth in line here. What's it going to take to make you number one? So these little things, these little bits of motivation, these little lessons here and there, you got to pocket them wherever you get them. You know, it's like foraging for food. You know, you you find like a mushroom that you could eat. You're like, I'm just going to pick this and put this in my bag. And whenever it comes time for me to eat something or need to be hungry, I got something that I could pull out and eat here. Whenever you need a little something to get at, at Tatum, maybe he's getting a little too, maybe he's getting a little too cocky. You need to knock him down a peg. You got something. Maybe he's losing confidence. You want to pump him up a little bit. You want to give him some, you know, a carrot to chase. You got something. Any little opportunities that you can get here, there, wherever, you can get them, you can take them, you should store them so you never know when you can use them. Like it's like a squirrel kind of burying acorns everywhere. You're just going to bury it and like you go get it when you need it. So even in an exhibition loss to Nigeria, there's something for to take out of this for Jason Tatum. There's something, there's a coaching opportunity here for Ime Udoka. 
It's not a big thing. It's not a big deal. Would I have spent an entire podcast talking about this in other circumstances? No, but here we are in mid-July looking for topics to talk about. So I dove a little bit deeper here and things that I might have found for Jason Tatum here. But I still enjoy talking about the basketball. I still enjoy talking Celtics. And I'm still here Monday through Friday. So I'm still going to be talking here. Subscribe to the channel. Subscribe on your whatever podcast uh, app that you use. Uh, like it on YouTube, comment, all of that great stuff that you're supposed to do. Uh, please do that. Also, make sure you're checking out the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 here on Locked On and Odyssey. It's a big mock draft that's going on right now behind the scenes. And we're going to record a show that is going to have analysts Chad Ford, Brian Scalabrini, and Ryan McDonough analyzing all of the trades, all of the picks, and everything like a real draft. So that's happening July uh, 19th, starting July 19th and going that entire week. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast or on Odyssey. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcast, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Thanks for listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Make sure you share it with your friends and tell them that they should be listening to this podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.